0: It's an off week on the field for the Crimson Tide, but what should they focus on to get better for the stretch run?
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, as him. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Jimmy, it's an off week for Alabama. So, I mean, it's kind of weird not getting ready um, Mm -hmm. for a a team. I I mean, but we will, uh, you know, be spending a lot of time next week on the Ellis Who Tigers. So, what do you think Alabama needs to focus on this week? And is it only recruiting?
1: Uh No, uh, I would focus on expanding the the playbook. You know, uh, I, I felt we, we did some more fun things this past weekend, the outside runs, the jet sweeps to Kendrick Law. Uh, I thought McClellan ran outside a little more, that we got a little more aggressive with those Milro QB runs. Uh, that's the sort of stuff we thought we'd see all season. And, and I think we have. I think some of the other changes have been more subtle, but I think just expanding the playbook and 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 developing confidence in Milrow and Milrow developing confidence in what he's doing. There's a great breakdown on read and react. I hope everybody got to see on SEC Network about Milro going through his reads. He does a really good job of holding safeties with his eyes. That seems to be something that that he seems to do really well. It's not. A full field reads, although in this game, by the way, he completed a pass to a third cross field read, which is also very advanced thing to do. But, uh, boy, in those plays, they broke down on read and react. You can really see Jalen watching a safety, keeping the safety in a spot because he wanted to he didn't want that safety to come double who he wanted to throw the ball to. And I'm just telling you, this kid's getting better and better. Is it perfect? Oh, heck no. Is it going to be perfect by LSU? No. Is it going to be perfect by Georgia if Georgia's the thing? No. But he's getting good. He is getting good.
0: You know, what is it going to take? Because I'm a victim of this, too. Every time Tua or Mac Jones or Bryce Young threw the ball, I only thought good thoughts. I only thought good things are going to happen. Every time Jalen Hurts or uh, Jalen Milrow has thrown the ball, I've always thought, oh, God, please don't be picked and And it's it's not fair. It's not right. i'm I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. when when do we when do we quit thinking that way? And I say we because I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. I know I'm not. no.
1: Of course you're not. Of course, you're not. I think it's I guess it's because for now, for now, I bet you don't feel about hurts that way today. you know, when you watch him play with the Eagles. Every time he goes back to pass, you think they're about to make a big play. Uh, I think right now confidence in Milro is growing, but is no more than an inch thick. I think uh, people realize, you know, his first half, he wasn't very good. Uh, we've seen stretches of him not play well this year. There's been too many turnovers, uh, too many negative plays, uh, him holding on the ball too long. I think he he repeats errors until, until finally he doesn't. Uh, I, I think all that stuff. But – I went back and looked just today on BOL, a real interesting uh, post. Someone else inspired it so often. you know I read something. I'm like, hey, I'm going to look into this. Jalen Milrose year three numbers, and I'm talking about numbers all the way across. Attempts, completions, yards per attempt, interceptions, TDs. Every single number except rushing yards is better than Jaden Daniels in his year three. When you look back, okay, what about Jaden Daniels, who may win the Heisman? What does his year three look like compared to Milrose's year three? Milrose is better across the board, except for rushing yards. But going into his year three, Luke, Jaden Daniels had 15 starts under his belt. Milro had one. And Mil. So, in other words, watch Jaden Daniels play and know. This is probably where Milro is headed. He just won't get there. You know, it took, took Jaden Daniels year five. But here we are in year five, and Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, is probably the best collegiate quarterback in the country.
0: Yeah, I think there's certainly an, an argument for that. Um, boy, I, you and I just got a text from a, from a listener that says, uh, I think this is sort of off topic, but what do you think the over-under is going to be for Alabama LSU? I mean
1: mm. – 52, 55,
0: high.
1: high for Alabama. Yeah. Uh, high fifties, maybe high fifties.
0: So
1: uh, I just looked up FEI is my favorite analytics for those people who are into analytics and look at stuff. I look at FEI a lot on their thing. And how about, I mean, LSU's number one. It's opponent adjusted. It's a deep dive into numbers, but I'm a big believer in it because it's opponent adjusted. And uh, in opponent-adjusted efficiency rankings, LSU has the number one offense. Alabama's is something like 27th, which makes sense to me because that's not a great number, but it's also not bad. (laughs) It basically means of the 133 teams out there, Alabama has like the 27th best offense when you take into account The opponents, and by the way, they they obviously do a strength of schedule component with it. Per FEI, Alabama's played the number one schedule. ESPN says number 10. FEI says Alabama's played number one. But offensively, LSU won. Alabama, 24. Defensively, though, and this is why I believe Alabama will beat LSU, defensively, Alabama, number four. Number four defense in college football, LSU, 62. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Um, And that's something we will certainly dive into next week uh, as we begin to talk Mm -hmm. about uh, LSU. But, you know, you mentioned the off week, and I I just jokingly said recruiting. But, I mean, the coaches are on the road right now recruiting, so that is going to be a big focus. Correct.
1: That's correct. Uh, and, And keep in mind, the board dramatically changes. There are senior season offers that are made. There are flips that are coming Probably in both directions, probably, you know, in terms of maybe a kid or two committed to Alabama, doesn't end up signing with Alabama. Maybe a kid or two out there committed to other places, flips to Alabama. We've seen it time and time again. Jihad Campbell, big topic of discussion this week, right? No one had Jihad Campbell signing with Alabama. And then here comes signing day and who do you sign with Alabama? I mean, stuff like that. It, it happens every year now. NIL is a big part of that. Uh, but, hey, flip season. So. Alabama's working on all sorts of stuff. Can't be working on on, uh, transfer portal kids yet, but that's going to be another layer to this. Keep in mind, transfer portal shorter this year. Let's give everybody a rules update because a lot of people are too busy of lives to follow all the changes that happen now constantly, but the portal will open Monday after the sec championship game. So hopefully that'll be Alabama, Georgia, Saturday portal opens Monday. This time loop last year was open 45 days. This year, it is only open 30 days. So it will be open from roughly December 4th through January 3rd. But if you play in a bowl game, and we know Alabama's bowl eligible, it's extended another five days. So basically, Alabama will have from December 4th through January 8th. to uh, That's for kids to enter the portal. During that period of time, you can obviously sign them out of the portal anytime, but that's when they enter the portal and and, and are immediately eligible, you will see the vast majority of kids that are entering the portal. Do so December 4th, 5th and 6th.
0: Speaking of the portal, we're going to talk about the high school variety of the portal here in just one second after I tell you about LinkedIn these days. Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and helps you find them for free. Look, all you got to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, yes, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. We're using LinkedIn Jobs over here at Robinson Iron at Satterfield Outdoor Living. You need to use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions. I bet they'll apply. All right, buddy. So transfer portal news on the high school front. And this Isn't that is a crazy. little weird. Um <clears throat> one of the top players in the country for 2025 is a kid named Jared Smith. He's at Spain Park, for those who don't know, Spain Park in Birmingham, split away from Hoover many, many moons ago. And he is transferring to Thompson. Okay, that's not super strange. It is strange that he's doing it like this past weekend. He played for Spain Park last Friday, and now he gets to play for Thompson against Hoover this coming Friday. I don't understand it, Jimmy. I'm with the AHSA radio network. Love the AHSA. Think for the most part they do a wonderful job. Yes, every now and again they have some NCAA moments, like the notorious uh, Buffalo Wild Wings gift card incident that happened recently. People may not know what I'm talking about. Google it. It, it. It'll sort of make you scratch your head. But what I don't understand is this: and now, and the the coach for Spain Park. Uh, Coach Vakakas, I think is how you say that. He was the coach at Jackson Olin, and I believe Jared Smith was at Jackson Olin, then transferred to uh, Spain Park. I believe that's the case. And um, now, but Coach Vakakas is on AL.com basically saying, hey, I talked to everybody I could talk to last Friday, and he was all gung-ho about staying at Spain Park and winning the championship best he could. And he said, then Sunday, uh, everything changed, and now he's at Thompson. I'm not throwing the kid under the bus. I'm not throwing the kid's family under the bus. I'm not throwing uh, Spain Park or Thompson or anybody under the bus because Coach vacacus also, I hope I'm saying that right, maybe Vacakas, I don't know. But he said also said, look, I talked to Coach Mark Freeman, who's the head coach at Thompson, a, a wonderful coach, by the way, awesome coach, actually, four straight state championships in 7A, and he said it is his firm belief that Coach Freeman had very had nothing to do with this, not very little, nothing to do with this. That it's just one of those things that's come up. And if you're Thompson and if you're Freeman and Jared Smith wants to play for your team, then yeah, you let him do it. Now, how's all this tied into Alabama? Obviously, Alabama's recruiting this kid. He's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a product of the times, the transfer portal society we're in. And um I, I don't know. I don't think we've all gotten to the bottom of this yet. I've read this article on AL.com. Still a lot of ambiguity out there. Still a lot of murkiness. But it's just a weird scenario. And what I'm saying, the the ultimate point is, it's not just colleges that are dealing with this now. It is um, high schools. And I guess my question is, if now we're getting to the point where you're in the middle of a season and your best player can transfer to arguably the best team in the state, and play immediately how far away are we from that do it happening in college football?
1: Yeah. Well, a couple things. Number one, interesting that we're talking about 2025 pass rushers because at BOL, we reported recently that Zion Grady, who is a 2025 in-state pass rusher, just like Jared Smith, that Alabama super high on. He's from Charles Anderson high school in Troy uh, he's going to be making a commitment November 12th. And we're uh, highly optimistic for Alabama fans. Uh, and so that's just, another news about a, a 2025 in-state pass rusher. But to Jared's situation, I would just say, I, I haven't, I don't know all there is to know about that. So as usual, I'm speaking out of, out of ignorance there. But one thing I want people to, to, to focus on or understand is it's not college. I, I think all of us know the college rules that are listening to the show pretty well. And we want to apply those in all other walks of life. But it is high school football. It's not college football. You're not talking about the, revenue that's generated uh, in college football and and multi-gazillion dollar contracts that are affected by things that happen in college football. You don't have that in high school. Uh, Also this, I would imagine, Luke, that the high school rules need to be written to account for normal, everyday walks of life parents with young kids who lose their jobs and have to get a job in another place. Um, Yeah, the rules have to be written to account for that, because that's a normal everyday experience. And just because Jared Smith is an exceptional player, I don't think we should change the rules that need to account for the fact that walking around people will have kids that are just walking around high school football players, and parents lose their jobs and, and need to get a job in a different market. And the kid shouldn't be pun. Are we going to punish a kid because mom lost her job? That's pretty terrible. I hear you. So, I, look, I'm not so. I'm not saying but, it's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, but, but is you know kind of, what you're paying. saying is this. This it's, isn't that situation. Probably this is probably a kid and his people taking advantage of the rules that are in place to account for mom lost her job. So. I don't know what to do about that. I mean, that's why I think it's complicated. To some people, it's just simple because they're applying the college rule and they're applying what they think the rule should be as to Jared Smith. But what about the third team safety that's never really going to play a down for Prattville? And his mom lost her job in Prattville, but someone in Millbrook, has a has a job for her, but but she has to move to Millbrook for it. I don't think her kids should be punished and say, "Well, you can't play football in the new place."
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right, and I think in theory, I think if uh, people would use this honestly, like if let, I mean, forget Jared Smith. I don't. We don't know the circumstances. I'm just throwing yeah, out what's yeah, happening. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm and I'm giving some scenarios. So, if let's say Frank Johnson is a five star quarterback. And um, he, his his mom loses her job, mm-hmm. or loses her job, whatever. He, she should be able, yes, they should be able to move, and yes, probably play immediately. Now, what if she just gets a better paying job, and it's directly related to the fact that he's a five star? <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's just like that, an- oh, we're not dumb. That happens. That but, absolutely you know, happens. There, there, I see every day on the on TV. When i watch the news uh law firms uh commercials for you know you should get these you the social security benefits you so rightly deserve my first thought is how do you know they rightly deserve them you know because there are people social security benefits and, and disability benefits are a fantastic idea at the same time People abuse them, which almost makes you go, why do we have, if you abuse them, then it hurts the entire system. And this is what I'm saying about that, that you can have a wonderful idea, but soon as human nature kicks in and people abuse the system, you're like, ah, you know, please stop doing that. I mean,
1: look. Like faking uh, injuries to stop the clock when you're out of timeouts.
0: uh, And Exactly. I'll tell you a funny story about that. That is a great, great topic you brought up by the way, do you remember how Auburn fans used to complain about people doing that to them? And then there was a video Auburn against Arkansas where they did the exact same thing. It looked like he was shot by a sniper in the upper deck and he just falls down. A Tennessee fan this past weekend who literally was wearing the checkerboard orange and white overalls with one of them undone. I don't know why they continue to do that. Have one bosom hanging out. I don't know why they do that, but they did it. It was a male by the way. Um, <laughs> Thought I should throw that in. Uh anywho, he so out uh, Tim Keenan, I think it was, got hurt early in the game. I remember. And they were like, I'm so tired of this BS. Everybody does this to us. Everybody does. It. Everybody trying to slow us down. And I was like, it really I think it may have even been the first drive. I was like, he's not, it was like the third play. And um <laughs> then later in the game, and I just saw the video recently of number 21, who I think is the same guy that targeted Bryce Young that didn't get called last year. Um he just falls down. And in fact, he grabbed his knee and then he grabbed his shoulder. It's like he did, oh yeah, it's not my knee that hurts, it's my shoulder. I confuse those all the time.
1: And um, if your knee hurts, then you gotta then you gotta convince, and then you gotta limp off, right? So he changes my hey, hey, if it's not my knee and it's my shoulder, I don't have to limp off the field. Oh, my neck and my back.
0: Uh, but uh, <laughs> for those who know Friday. Um, but uh, you know what's funny about that? I've never had a problem with the injury faking thing. Because I think the whole idea of speeding the game up to turbo mode goes against the essence of football, goes against the spirit of the rule in itself. So if you're gonna do that, then people are gonna counter with something that'll slow it back down. So I've I've always been okay with that. Um, but anyway, Jimmy, I think that when we come back, I want to talk about Bama and the NFL, I also want to talk about. Uh, the the latest bracketology that uh, Alabama has for uh, on, on ESPN. So, but you know, if you're getting ready for different games like the NFL, if you're getting ready for college basketball coming up, then I know you're also going to want to love Prize Picks. You want to go check out prizepickscom slash college. Look, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. That's a lot of places, people. So uh, they are easily easily the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Prize picks is the most fun I've ever had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you gotta do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats. It's that simple, and you place your entry, and you're off to the races, you're ready to rock. Prize picks is really easy to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. There are quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. With the Picks reboot, now this is important, the reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games in a top 25 college football matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance like that. Look, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college, use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college, use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Bam in the NFL this past weekend. I mean, you could just summarize it by saying Miami played Philadelphia.
1: The, Dolph- <laughs> the Dolphins played oh, the Eagles. Don't don't don't, don't mention Vikings versus 49ers. There wasn't a Bammer to be seen. Yeah, that's can't camp- only um, Cam Latu, uh, who's uh, injured and out for the season for the 49ers.
0: But, um, yeah, so uh, the Philadelphia – it was so – I mean, the, the tie-ins there. I mean, there's Julio Jones, who basically kicked off the Alabama dynasty. There's Tua Valoa who arguably had the the greatest pass in Alabama history, if not national championship history. There's uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, his his story is remarkable. The fact that they each saved each other's backside – in games in the Mercedes Dome about a year apart from one another. There's uh Devontae Smith who caught that touchdown playing for the other team. Um Devontae Smith who also caught the, the caught the game winning touchdown against Mississippi State in Jalen Hurts uh second I think it was his second year, wasn't it, that he caught that pass? I think it was his yes. s- it was his second year. Um, 2017, so, twenty seventeen. I mean there's, you know, obviously Landon Dickerson. There, there was just a, a lot, Josh Job. I mean, there was just a lot out there. Uh yep. Jalen Waddle, who got hurt, unfortunately, because I have him on my fantasy team, but uh he got hurt. Julio, like I talked about, just so much out there. It was so cool to see. And then what's even weirder, by the way, Miami the previous week played Bryce Young. Then they yeah. and that was Tua. Then Tua plays Jalen Hurts. This next week, Tua plays Mac
1: Jones. You gotta be kidding me! That is a crazy. On the one hand, it's a crazy coincidence. On the other hand, when one out of every eight starting quarterbacks in the NFL is from Alabama, I guess it's going to yeah. happen. Which, but it's just incredible. And uh, hey, you know it's too early, and I'm not saying anything emphatically. But uh, might we see Jalen Milro be a pro quarterback one day? I don't. I don't think he's anywhere near ready for that. But I do think for the first time, we can say that might happen for him one day, maybe. That would be
0: super cool. But anyway, you know, Jalen Hurts gets the better of it, and, um, you know, so be it. Najee Harris gets his first touchdown of the season. That's so weird because we're very deep in. it. We're about halfway through the season he gets his first touchdown. But, you know, Pittsburgh does. Fareem Jackson is suspended four games for a hit that, you know, frankly, OK, I get it. if you want to throw a penalty on it, so be it. And maybe they're suspended in four games because he's sort of been down this road before, like he's been known to have these big hits. But I think it's a little bit overkill um, to suspend him four games. That said, I mean, it just is what it is. So, um, you know, unfortunately for him, but at the very least, he's still out there making a difference.
1: Yep. Oh, it's incredible that Kareem, uh, he's got to be our oldest player in the league, right? I mean, it's oh, certainly because be, I don't know that any Shula era players were, were you know, uh, any 06 guys, you know, signed that would still be playing like Andre Smith doesn't play anymore. So Kareem's got to be one of our oldest guys. You know, Julio's getting up there, you know, for an NFL football player. But, man, I, I love the NFL. So excited our guys are doing well. Counted up yesterday because someone asked me to. Seventy-three. If you count players that are on injured reserve and practice squads, it is seventy-three former Alabama players being paid by NFL teams as we speak. Wow, that is a crazy, crazy number. No- I thought fifty-three, which is the the number for an active roster, was a like a. Hard line, you've got to be kidding me. That's incredible. 53. Now it's 73. And uh we discussed it this week on BOL, way too early to discuss this, but I've got I've got 14 Alabama players stayed a pretty good chance of being drafted. And I was being a little conservative.
0: Um, also should be noted Mac Jones, who we talked about a second ago, he leads a comeback against Buffalo. Uh a wonderful job by him. I mean, he gets so much heck. And it's so funny because there were some Patriots fan apparently that were saying, oh, man, he wins the game, so it's going to cost us a shot at Caleb Williams. Have you all seen Caleb Williams at USC play against good competition? (laughs) He's a very good quarterback. He deserved the Heisman, blah, blah, blah. He can't beat
1: Utah. What makes you think he can beat Buffalo? And Caleb Williams. Hey, and, and this stat means anybody can pick and cherry pick stats to prove someone's good or bad. But uh, I'll just throw this out there. Caleb Williams has thrown more interceptions than uh, Jalen Milrow. That's a good point.
0: Um, all right, that's going to do it for today's podcast, Jimmy. We'll be back tomorrow with more until then. Roll Tide, everybody. Oh, wait okay. a minute. Hold it, wait. hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait, let's not. let I state. I said, I said right I I talk about, I'm not going to mention it much. We're just going to say Alabama was picked fourth in bracketology in the latest ESPN bracketology,
1: a four seed. A four seed. So Yeah, Oof. we'll take it. Oof. You get a one seed in the Sweet 16 yikes it. oh yikes i dig it man i dig it give it to me um yeah. all right and we lost we lost to a 28 seed last time so in the sweet 16
0: <laughs> all right roll tide everybody
1: roll tight.